The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Podcast, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, CBDs have been trending in the natural foods industry for the past couple of years and has quickly become mainstream. But what's the science behind it? Find out what the latest CBD research is and if it's something you should be adding to your supplement routine. And later we'll tell you what's going on around town. But first up, Robert Schuler is the Director of Public Relations for Melissa's Produce. Robert specializes in handling all public relations for food trade and consumer press. He's been given the title of the produce guy, or really the produce expert, among national consumer and trade publications and radio and television personalities. He is accredited with more than 15,000 articles in consumer and trade press to date. He also handles all aspects of marketing, as well as uh, including forecasting, researching, creating, and designing marketing promotions for the sales team. Schuler has also authored several cookbooks, and if we've listed any more of his accomplishments, we never get to this uh, week's episode. So we'll just welcome him to the Mother's Market Podcast. Robert, how are you? Great, Kim. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we've been talking a little bit off of here, and uh, you're passionate, so I wanted you to fill in our audience a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to today's show. Well, um, I've uh, been in the produce industry for over 23 years, and uh, I've worked with the same company straight out of college, Melissa's Produce. We're based in Los Angeles, but our products are known in all 50 states across the country. What we're really known for is introducing new fruits and vegetables into the United States, whether we grow them or whether we import them. And we're also actually the largest variety supplier of organic produce in the country. So we have both conventional and we have organic. We've been a partner uh, with Mother's Market for over 20 uh, some years. (laughs) And uh, you go into their their produce department and you're going to see the Melissa's logo on all the products that we do. Our Melissa's label it's very easy to spot because the eye in Melissa is a carrot, mm, but we do more it. than just carrots. <laughs> I love it. So what you can't see is that Robert just brought a plethora of Melissa's organics and all kinds of uh, great foods we're going to talk about here. So show and tell, but we'll take a picture so you can see what we're talking about. Um, and we are talking about the latest trends in organic produce, specifically on today's show, And Melissa's is the largest variety supplier, you just said that, of Mm -hmm. certified organic produce in the U.S. That's really great. And I I wanted to find out why is produce, uh, organic produce, still so popular? Well, it started about 20 years ago that we realized that a lot of the retailers across the country, like Mother's Market, um, were, were wanting to supply the product because the consumers were asking for organic produce. And we picked up on this just over 20 years ago. We're certified under the USDA. The certified agent is CCOF, and we've been consistent on that, where we label it on all of our packages with the USDA certification logo. Um, and uh, this, this type of product uh, has been trending usually at about a double-digit rate. And the thing is, is 20 years ago, the only thing you would really find in a store is organic produce. But for organics to continue to grow and become truly popular is finding organics 
beyond just the produce department. And that has been uh, part of the big trend is that you can find organic cheeses and organic wines. So the success of the retailer like Mother's Market is by um, including organics, not just in the produce department, but in all areas. So for the consumers who prefer to buy organic can go to just that store instead of going to store to store to find all their organic needs. And you said you're not just here, you're based in Los Angeles, Southern California, but you're across all 50 states here. Yes. Um, In fact, you can find us in most retail stores across the country. We have over 1,500 different items, Mm. and each retailer carries a specific amount. Mother's actually carries about 40 to 50 of our items uh, throughout the year, and some of the seasonal ones especially, both conventionally and organically. They actually do a really great job of um, organics. Um, But you can also find our products at a fine dining restaurants in Southern California, Las Vegas, and if you're ever at a ball game, in Southern California, especially like the Dodgers or uh, the Lakers or Ducks, mm. you're going to find our products there that we supplied a lot of the sporting venues across the country. Really? That includes the Dallas Cowboys, the DC Nationals, New York Mets, wow. and Yankees. Actually, the Yankees was the first sporting venue that we got into. And there were also in Philadelphia, the 76ers and the Flyers. We supply all the produce for the fine dining restaurants, the suites, and the press box. Okay, so in what capacity? What can I expect to see? Would it say Melissa's on there? Are you just... No. You, okay. What <laughs> you see when you go to these... Um, well, first of all, when you go to a ball game, you're not spending, <laughs> you know, $5. It's no, usually not costs anymore. Yeah. $100, maybe $200 for the room really good seats. Right. But because of that, that con- that consumer or that customer usually wants to have a great dining experience. I mean, the traditional hot, hot dog, dog and, and, and yeah, <laughs> right. that, that's still special to a lot of people. But now, you know, people bringing families, you know, salads, berries, stuff like that for the kids. And, you know, I say eat everything in moderation. And, and, and one thing that I've been as my mission is to get people to eat more produce. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. I love it. And, um, and especially in the day and age that we live in with allergies or people are gluten-free, um, dairy-free. So you seem like you're answering a huge uh, area, especially by inputting all of this into ballparks and and something that everybody can enjoy yeah and we're just allowing for a lot more options now specifically in organics because it's been growing at such a good good rate since we've been doing it 20 years ago and you can find our products um, across the country as well so i'm going to tell you some about some of the produce organic trends that are happening here Um, in the United States that are becoming more popular. The reason why they're becoming more popular, especially one thing that the organic industry has always dealt with, is seasonality. Mm -hmm. There's not as many growers uh, that have certified organic because a regular conventional grower can't snap their fingers and say, I'm going to do organics. There's a process. There are things under the USDA rules that you must fulfill to be able to grow it and have it certified organic. So it's very important when you, you need to know whether you go to mother's market or to a farmer's market that you, you, you look for the USDA, um, um, organic, uh, logo on it because that means that this company like Melissa's is 
doing all the work to um, preserve its, its organic um, authenticity mm-hmm. from the grower and to the store before it gets to the consumer there. So let's, advice. let's talk about some of the trendy products that you'll find at yeah. the store. There. Yeah, what do you have? And, well, and, and yeah, so the newest items and, and the trendy items. What's yes. happening? Well, let's, let's talk about the convenience trend. When I talk about the convenience trend in organics, it's this, the convenience trends is about making it easier for the consumer. And one of the most uh, popular ones is organic steam lentils. Mm-hmm. The organic steam lentils is, is literally... Um, able to eat the product straight out of the package. You don't have to soak them. You don't have to boil the lentils. You open up the package and you're literally eating them. If you were going to put them into a stew or a recipe, a casserole, they're already cooked and ready to go in the package. So you just put them in right at the last moment um, because you don't need to cook them any longer. Don't overcook them. So you can make a cold salad with the lentils. You can make, um, you could put them into a stew and whatnot. Um, now, because of, and I will be probably be talking about this later, about plant-based diets, lentils plays a big role in the plant-based diet and for those who are also looking for plant-based proteins as well because lentils is a protein uh, as are many beans. Mm, that's okay. good information. Some of the other um, popular trending um, organic produce items includes kiwis. Everybody mm. loves kiwis. And I'm going to tell you something that most Americans don't know about. Yeah. And it's unusual about the kiwi. So there's actually um, now two varieties of kiwi available to us in the United States. This is going to change your whole perspective on kiwis. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. So most people know that the kiwi has a fuzzy skin and on the inside is a green flesh, right? Right. right. Then over the last 10 years, it's been 10 years, most people are just discovering it, that now there's a yellow flesh kiwi. Really? Yeah, they've been around actually for a long time. They're not as common. You'll see them more seasonally during the spring and summer times, uh, grown in California and some imported in from um, New Zealand. Mm -hmm. But soon, believe it or not, there's going to be a third new kiwi to the United States. um, And they're also going to be growing them in the United States as well. California actually grows a lot of kiwis, if you didn't know. Is the um, strawberry kiwi. This is going to be a pink flesh. So mark my words. You've got to probably try this probably within the next two or three years. You'll see it in produce departments across the country. Does it taste the same or like strawberries? Um, It's called strawberry, not because it tastes like a strawberry, but it tastes, it's pink inside. It's a very marketable name. Some people say that kiwis do have a berry resemblance to them and whatnot, but it's more marketing than whatnot. Yeah. Um, They all have a very similar taste, but one thing that the parents like doing is offering colors, colors that color palette on the for, kids menu yes. you know on to get kids to eat more than chicken nuggets and french fries <laughs> right. which is plaguing so many parents and getting your kids to eat more produce but the big trend in in this is the fact that it's available year round organic kiwis weren't available year round until just a few years ago now this is the mind blowing thing that's going to change your perspective about the kiwi okay next time when you get the kiwi wash it off like you do all produce all produce you get whether it's in package whether it's bulk whatever you always need to wash off your produce okay now the one thing that people don't like about the kiwi is skinning it yes yeah okay but did you know only in the united states we're the only country that skins a kiwi the kiwi skin 
though brown and fuzzy, is completely edible. So the next time you get a kiwi, wash it off, cut it into, um, cut off the stem end. The stem end actually protrudes out, it's, it's hard. But other than that, slice it into coins and makes it really easy to serve and serve it. This is what you're gonna do. When you bite into it with the skin, you're gonna have no idea that the skin is there. Uh -huh. Now, here's my comparison. So United States, people in the United States don't eat kiwi skin because they think it's gonna be tickly and thick and everything like that. Okay, now <laughs> let's look at the pear, okay? The pear, Americans eat the skin and everything. However, other countries remove the skin of a pear because they say it's too thick. Now, I, I dare you to do a side-by-side -side comparison with your organic pear and your organic kiwi Cut it up, bite into it, and then you're going to realize that the pear skin is actually thicker <laughs> than the as you'll skin. feel it in your mouth. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to check that out. That's great. Thank you. Is that, I, I'm excited to uh, hear and see the uh, strawberry kiwi when that makes its debut. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, yeah, you know what? I, in front of me, we talked about this earlier, about the preparation time for peeled and steamed chestnuts and this packaging here. Tell yes. me a little bit about how this is. First, Kim, the thing you think about when you think of chestnuts is that it's highly seasonal. And that's true when it's fresh and in the shell. Typically, uh, chestnuts are available October, no November, and December because of the holiday season. Mm -hmm. um, in other countries like Europe and Italy, you'll see chestnuts out on the street being uh, roasted in- New York, in, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. or New York mm -hmm. even, you know, because the Italian tradition of roasting them um, for about six months out of the year. Right. We actually have this product. It's very similar to our organic steamed lentils that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And these organic peeled and steamed chestnuts. Again, if you've never roasted a chestnut, and I don't recommend doing it over an open fire like the song does. <laughs> right. um, most people don't know that when you, when you roast a chestnut whole with the skin, you have to score it. Because what happens if, if you score it over an open fire, the, the nut will actually explode oh my and gosh. possibly unite your, your whole uh, um, um, house on fire. <laughs> because they're explosive. So for those who know chestnuts, you have to actually make a cut, like an X cut, before you cook them. Wow, Whether I it's no open, open and fire, but the easiest thing to, to do is um, put it over your grill or put it into the oven. It's, uh, it's timely and then you have to peel them, but we made a product that is in a package and ready to go. It's, it's like a cryovac package, just like our steamed lentils, mm -hmm. and we have these available year round. That's great. And so chestnuts doesn't have to be just a holiday thing. And you on the packaging have a recipe on here, don't you? You have Yes, like actually, ideas. thank I you, Kim. It. Yes. Uh, um, if you go to melissas.com, mm -hmm. our website, you're going to see a ton of recipes for all of our products. And we have over 1,500 different oh products. Gosh. I guarantee you when you go to our website for anything produce, you're going to find at least three recipes for every product that we Who do. Who needs cooking classes when you have that, right? Uh, I love this. This ah. is one of the first things I saw. Those crimson gold apples. And yes. they're so adorable. <laughs> These tiny. are the organic crimson gold apples. Unfortunately, they're seasonal. Oh. So, um, unfortunately, the only time you're going to find them, and we're still in season, mm -hmm. is September 
through October. They're actually, excuse me, September through March. And um, they're actually grown locally. Mother's Market does such a great job of looking to some of our local purveyors. And I'm going to be talking about some of these uh, local growers here in Southern California. They're grown in the Cayuma Farm um, um, Valley. Valley. If you're familiar where the grapevine is, um, up in that area, yep. yeah, they actually grow a lot of produce over there. It's oh, it's um, off the it's, five. It's 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 more um, yes, it's off um, between the grapevine and Santa Barbara. That area of Beautiful. what the heck is there? A lot of hills and a lot of rugged mountains and whatnot. But they actually grow a lot of produce, including apples. They grow a lot of hay over there, pears and whatnot, citrus, avocados and whatnot. But what makes these organic? crimson gold apples so special they're small yeah they're really tiny they're about the size of a ping pong ball yeah and, and so do you cut them and put them in salad or you, they can them. just eat it like an apple is that you can eat it like an apple it's tiny yeah. kids love it see um when i used to bring these home for my kids now when you give them an apple and put it in the uh their lunch bags most often than not that apple ends up going the to ground. the teacher or, or that's true yeah. okay <laughs> however you can put like five or six of these, which is equivalent to like two whole apples mm -hmm. because it's about three or four to make one full-size apple. My kids will go through them all mm. at one sitting because they're so sweet, yeah, delicious, wow. and they may look like crab apples, but they're actually a sweet apple. So wow. you better hurry, run to the store, but the season is um, September through, through March, March and then they're gone until next season. Oh, I love these. Okay. Um, I'm seeing tangerines. What's the difference between, what is this kind? This is, yeah, they're pixie tangerines. So small, no, they don't look any smaller. What's, tell me about those. Okay. The organic um, we, we have them both conventionally and organic. I'm excited to say, and you segued into this, the season for pixie tangerines mm -hmm. from Ojai, California. Um, Ojai, Ojai, it's just about an hour and a half here in Southern California. Close to from Santa the, Barbara. From LA. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's just south of LA, a little bit inland. And they are known for this crop. Now, this is an interesting story about this, uh, these pixie tangerines. They're a late season variety. As you know, when you start seeing tangerines in the store, it's typically about October-ish. And you'll see tangerines all the way through about May. So these are the last of the season tangerines. These tangerines stay on the vine longer than any other tangerine because they get nurtured in the soils of Ojai Valley, um, which is unusual because the Ojai Valley, their mountain ranges are east and to west versus north to south. So what it means when you have a valley that's east to west, these, the sun mm. exposes these um, fruits from morning to night. So they get 12 out, up to 12 hours of sunlight versus six hours, which most citrus do because of the, the mountain placement of where they're grown. Mm. And because of that microclimate, because they're close to the coast, they're about um, 15, 20 miles from coast, they also get the cooler weather as well, which creates these microclimates. Mm -hmm. So if you go into Ojai, um, you cannot avoid the pixie tangerines, especially March, April, and May, and if you're lucky, June. Mm. There's huge celebrations about these Ojai pixie tangerines, but this is actually, believe it or not, the number one tangerine variety in this late season and in any other variety that you'll find in a box with a smiley face or anything else. <laughs> so high pixie tangerines are the best. Why? They're easy to peel, they're seedless, and they're super, super sweet. Mm. And that's what the average American wants 
when it comes to a tangerine. You can put it in your pocket, pull it out, peel snack. it, yeah. and it's a great snack. Yeah. Uh, tangerines have been a huge trend, both organically and conventionally, in markets across the country. Eventually, we're probably going to have them available year-round. Wow. They're not available year-round yet, but um, the tangerines is like the, the perfect portable pocket fruit. I love it. I'm looking at something over here. Ah, yams? Yes, these are yams, also known as sweet potatoes. Most people know them as yams, um, especially in the South. You can't call them sweet potatoes, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you here, they're actually sweet potatoes. They're grown in California, and like the chestnuts that I was referring to earlier, they're actually available year-round. Most people think that sweet potatoes is just a like a fall Thanksgiving thing, but it's not. This is year round, interesting. Now, this is the neat thing because, you know, most yams and sweet potatoes that you find in your grocery store are large. Mm -hmm. They, you peel them, they take a longer cooking time. Um, we just try to make produce available easier. We do both the conventional yam, sweet potato, and these baby ones that are available organically. Now, do they? What's about their taste? Because they're the baby ones. They're they're much sweeter. Yeah, and you. Uh, they're say smaller that. in size. Mm -hmm. You actually don't have to peel the skin, and they have a shorter cooking time. Great. So for the, for for consume for um, home cooks that want a faster cooking experience and like potatoes, sweet potatoes, yams that are sweet, and the kids love them. In fact, it's been a big trend: sweet potato fries and making yeah, these. Right. Um, I want to tell you there are differences, and I'm going to tell you the differences in a, sh in a nutshell. So the, look for organic baby Japanese yams. Those are probably the best. Mm -hmm. Most Americans are used to the baby jewel yams and the baby garnet yams or the baby sweet potatoes. Each of them have their own sweetness, nuttiness, color. One thing's for sure, when you open up a yam, it's going to be nice and colorful. So you'll have like the Japanese yams that are purple on the outside, mm -hmm. yellow on the inside. Mm -hmm. The jewel yams, goldish on the outside, orange on the inside. Garnets, kind of a darkish red with a kind of a reddish orange on the inside. Mm -hmm. So each of them have their own flavor and you're going to find which one your kids and your family likes best. So Wonderful. this is another great item to get your kids more excited about produce. I'm excited. I love this. Thank you. I love the backstory on everything too. It's very interesting, Robert. Thank you. We have to take a quick break. More in just a moment. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. 
And now back to our interview with Melissa's Produce Director of Public Relations, Robert Schuler, the produce guy. And we we're talking about the latest trends in organic produce. And I really, uh, again, you just brought a plethora of, of all kinds of your products here. And, and first of all, I love the packaging. We talked about your logo with Melissa's and the carrot in there. Um, let's talk a little bit about the white asparagus here. I thought all asparagus was green. Well, that's a fallacy. There's actually three different natural colors for asparagus. Green is most popular and most well-known, but there's actually white asparagus mm -hmm. and purple asparagus. Oh. Currently now, um, as we make our way into the springtime, white asparagus becomes more popular. Summertime. And yes. Yeah, just but I want to tell you, this is the interesting story. What makes white asparagus white? Okay, so... In a natural process, when a, in this case, a vegetable sprouts up, sunlight hits it and it produces what is called chlorophyll and chlorophyll mm -hmm. makes it turn its natural color. I remember this in my biology in, class. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. I'm taking you back to third grade. Yeah. Well, or maybe eighth grade. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> however, the chlorophyll on asparagus, there's only two primary colors for asparagus, purple and green. green. But if you look on a regular green asparagus, you'll see purple in there. But we actually carry all purple ones because there's this upsurge in this trend of making colors on your plate. Mm -hmm. However, why, are, why is there white asparagus? How is that possible? Do they spray paint it? No, they don't. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is how it's done. So the white asparagus, when they plant regular asparagus, they either tunnel it to not give it sunlight or they pile dirt on it. Mm. So... Since it doesn't get exposed to sunlight, it never truly turns its color, natural uh -huh. color. But what makes this asparagus so elegant and neat is it's, it's, it's mild, refined flavor. But if you look at the asparagus, you never see it actually budding as you do on regular asparagus. If you kept asparagus in the ground, it would bud and flower. Of course, you gotta pick it before it flowers because when you leave vegetables, in the ground too long, they become bitter. Mm. So basically, white asparagus has been around for a long time. Mm. It's huge in, in Europe, especially Germany. It's like a staple ingredient. But mm. here in the United States, it may be considered newer, but Melissa's been distributing it for over 25 years. Um, and most popular, the, the place you're always going to find it is a nice white tablecloth restaurant. I was but they say. use it as an elegant ingredient, especially during the springtime. Yeah, I know. I love the way you describe that as elegant. Uh, let's talk about your sunflower chokes, the artichokes that eats like a potato. This is on the package. Okay, so there's some confusion, and there's actually multiple names for the exact same vegetable. The original name uh, for the sunflower choke is Jerusalem artichoke. But one, the, that's the old school name. You won't find it usually marketed under that name because one, it's not from Jerusalem, <laughs> and two, it's not in the artichoke family either. It does have a flavor re re a resemblance, but the sunflower choke is the, is the choke, which is also referred to as the root of a sunflower. There's other names mm -hmm. in the marketplace like sunchokes, that it goes by. But most often than not, when you go into your produce department, look for sunflower chokes. If you like potatoes, if you like artichokes, if you like root vegetables, you'll love these. This is another one of those elegant root vegetables that chefs have been using on the menus that have been really trendy over the years. 
And um, the only time you cannot find uh, sunflower chokes now because the season continues to extend and they're grown pretty much uh, domestically now in California mm -hmm. um, is the only two months you can't find them is usually July and August because it gets too hot during those months to harvest. But do you boil these like potato and everything? Yes, you so, do. Okay. You cut them. They also, if you, um, if they, they look very knobbly, kind of like a, a uh, ginger. Yes, they do. But don't do. be afraid. They're easy to peel like a potato. Um, if you love potatoes and you love artichokes, you're going to love these. And um, they cut like jicama, like water oh, chestnut. Okay. But you definitely want to cook with them to enjoy them. There's a ton of recipes I was on melissas.com to find how to work with these sunflower chokes. But if you go to your local uh, farmer's market, and of course, into Mother's Market, you're going to find them now because they become very plentiful grown here in California. And the recipe on the back of here is easy caramelized sunflower chokes. So thank there you. you. <laughs> and, it, you know, not only do you, it's one of one of, the, one of those most sustainable plants, because not only do you get to use the, the root as a food source, you can also use the seeds mm. as a food source or from a botanical flower you know you can use it in a jar so there's only a few uh, um, there's actually one I'm going to go off on this now is cactus cactus mm. leaves is a vegetable and it produces a fruit called a cactus pear oh yeah that is the only um, fruit and vegetable that grows together and it's completely sustainable. Most people don't know this. I know. And it's very and, and cactus leaves and cactus pears are very popular in Mexican, Central, and South American. But it's starting to grow in popularity here um, in the United States. So that's interesting. That's a good trivia yeah. question. Um, my family, my dad's side, is from Texas, and this got my attention: the black-eyed peas. Uh, talk, let's talk a little bit about this. It's in that same type of packaging to make it. Fast and, you know, very attainable. Here. Yeah, it's steamed and ready to go in the package. Um, black Eyed Peas, um, they have a story behind them. Because if you didn't know, Black Eyed Peas is the number one specialty item sold only in December. Really? We carry them year-round. And for those who are in the South, they love Black Eyed Peas. Yep. But you, you either have, there's only a, a really fast season in the summer month to get Black Eyed Peas. And they actually look like green beans before you, sh you shuck them. Really? And you just enjoy the, the bean inside because the, the outer skin that makes it look like a big bean is too rough to eat. So, so Black Eyed Peas are harvested once a year and they go into processing, whether they're steamed and ready to go, whether they're canned, or whether they're dried. Hmm. Now, the reason why they're the number one specialty item in December is because for those, you know, in Texas yep. or in Southwest, no, you got to have your black eyed peas on New Year's Day. <laughs> That's and that thing. is going to give you good luck for the next year. So every a definite Texas. And so they're so popular mm -hmm. with ham hocks and stuff like that. Yep. Actually, one of my favorite recipes is Texas caviar. I, That's you here. make a bean salsa. And it's good anytime during the year. If you like salsa mm. and you like bean dip, you got to have this Texas caviar. You'll find it on the website. But on our Black IP package that you'll find at Mother's Market, you'll be able to get the steamed Black IPs peas and do it for yourself. Oh, my gosh. We I'm sell them that. We sell them throughout the year. But 95% of Americans are going to buy Black IPs peas <laughs> only during December. the month of December. I love that. And I and so it's a, a Texas caviar. I make a Texas. Uh, it's called cowboy caviar. It's kind of a, on the sweet side. Texas thing. Uh, let's talk about beets. You have a couple of 
Yes. Baby beets and then red beets. Okay. Again, going along with the convenience, we do a steamed lined. Um, we do organically and conventionally. Mm-hmm. You'll find our beets not only red, which are extremely popular across the United States, where you can literally take the beets out of the package and eat them out of the package. This saves the consumer about 40 to 50 minutes of time and the mess, you know, when you white, wear a white oh apron and you're doing beets. Yeah. Yeah, you, like you might stain that stained. white. Uh, so you have to wear your beet apron if you were working with beets. In this <laughs> regard, you don't have to cut, steam, and deal with all that. They're already steamed, ready to go in the package. There's no extra preservative or salts. So it actually tastes like a beet that you just steamed and ready to go, whether you put it into a salad or whether you add it last minute to a, 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 a warm dish. Um, one of the neat things that beets have become more popular, because I remember... Beets were a punishment when I was a kid. <laughs> Me too. Canned beets. Ew. I that was stuff not they my put friend. in the can is totally inedible. I'm it doesn't sorry. taste like this. Is it what does you're not taste like this packaged item that is cryovac and ready to go out of the package there. Mm. Because the canned, it's like has a forever shelf life. So I was stunted on beets. <laughs> uh, one of the trends you see um, are beets being made into chips, like you've done oh, with potatoes, yeah. with sweet potatoes and different root vegetables. The beets, these these beet chips have become one of the biggest new snacks that you'll find. Can you make those? At, because I might become mm. a fan of beets now. You can. You said that. <laughs> so Go you to can our do that website and, just bake it? and find out how to make oh. um, 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 beet, chips beet chips out of fresh beets. And make sure you wear your beet apron so you don't get Well, all that's beat only up. if you're chopping up and oh, steaming one. These, you just got to make sure that you don't, when you open up the package, you don't like. <laughs> Lay it on you, right, you know, right. spill it on you. Just <laughs> use it in the recipe there, okay? Okay, so now let's talk about, oh, yeah, and you have golden beets here too, by the way. So you have the red. Oh, let's talk about tomatoes. Those look beautiful. Those are baby heirloom tomatoes. Yes. Uh, heirloom tomatoes Those have, good. we're the company that actually made them popular. This is over 20 years ago. At one time, um, we didn't know what heirloom tomatoes were going to become. It was a farmer's market thing. There, They were so many different shapes, sizes, and colors. And they didn't look pretty like a round tomato should be, right? Mm-hmm. But then people tried these heirloom tomatoes and said, hey, these are really good. Chefs started using them on the menu. And then just over 18 years ago, I remember we started shipping these heirloom tomatoes out of California nationally. Um, though many of them grow locally uh, here in California, especially in the San Diego region. Well, over about 10 years ago, we introduced the baby heirloom tomatoes, and we actually carry these year-round. They look like cherry and teardrop tomatoes. You'll get green ones, yellow ones, orange ones, red ones, and pink ones, just like the mixed heirloom tomatoes that you find. And this adds an elegant and flavorful touch to any recipe that you put them in or chop them up and make a salsa or a bruschetta or whatnot. The thing is, is one thing that people can agree upon about heirloom tomatoes and it's their, it's their taste. I'm getting hungry. Are you guys getting hungry? (laughs) This sounds amazing. Uh, Let's talk about, oh, those lemons. Those look absolutely perfect, but I'm looking at something on the packaging that says seedless lemons. Let's what is that all about? Yeah. Well, one thing's for sure. The American consumer is demanding for a lot more seedless fruits. And we see that with like seedless grapes, 
And here in America, there's actually seeds in those grapes. They're just edible seeds. So the next time you break open a grape, you'll mm -hmm. see the seeds in there. They just Can't made them edible. They're yeah. soft. Oh. Okay. And then we see this with like um, watermelon, but you know, the seeds mm -hmm. are like white in color. Right. Okay? Which means they're edible. Right. Yeah. Well, um, the growers have been working on, um, and this is non-GMO, okay. um, cross-hybridization of lemon varieties that lack the seeds. And it happens. It's called a sport in nature. It's called a freak of nature. Because realistically, by definition, fruits have seeds. Mm -hmm. However, if we allow it and hybridize from rootstock onto a, gra a graph, that's how they actually grow fruit trees. I don't want to get into that because fruit, when you grow a, f basically in a nutshell, when you grow a tree from a seed, it takes seven years to produce fruit. But when you graft, this is what all growers do. When you graft a branch from a, a very successful fruit tree and graft it onto a rootstock, you would have fruit within a year. Oh, wow. Uh, because it's already a developed stump to root to whatever. So grafting has been the way in which, and it's a natural part of how they grow fruits in America. But anyway, mm. to make a long story short, getting back to the seedless lemons, mark my words, <laughs> within 10 years, every lemon you buy will be seedless because that is what the American consumer demanded. I remember 30 years ago that my mom had to choose between seeded grapes and seed, seeded grapes and seedless grapes. And, and my mom, and I told my mom, please spend more because seedless grapes at that time were very expensive. They're like 25 cents more in a dollar bag. Right. Right. If right. You remember that I'm, I'm kind of dating everyone here, <laughs> but for those who remember, this is not for the kids. The, 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 the grapes used to have seeds in them. But over time, the American consumer said, is there a way to produce the fruit without a seed? Or a tracer. We call them tracer seeds. They're still there, but they're soft. So does that also... So what I'm trying to say is in 10 years, yep. your lemons Seedless won't lemon. have seeds in them anymore because of consumer demand. Because when you squeeze them, the lemon goes out. Right. You don't want to crack a tooth, whatever. Right. So it's been a convenience thing huh. um and uh, that's one thing i hate about lemons is the seeds so i've been a bit advocate for the seedless lemons look for them in your local produce department at mother's market would that hold true for grapefruit and um, oranges as well we're getting there okay they've always been do they've been doing that for a long time grafting mandarins and clementines mm. because by definition mandarins and clementines have seeds However, here in the United States, we call them tangerines because they cross-hybridized varieties that don't have seeds or lack seeds and grafted it to provide your average tangerine now to not have seeds. So when you go to the store, here's the thing. When you see tangerines, tangerines mean they're seedless. If you see on the package mandarin or clementine, that means it's going to have seeds. But all in all, it is the same fruit. The tangerines is a fruit. They're small. They're sweet. They're easy to peel. And if it says tangerines, it's going to be seedless. Interesting. But this is the seedless lemon thing. It's, it's not novel. It, it was actually demanded by chefs because chefs use lemons so often. Yeah. And it drives them crazy to deal with the seeds. so many seeds <laughs> in a fruit that they use so often. It is a convenient thing. I love it. Um, you have potatoes in front of you in all colors. So we have the yellow potatoes, the baby Dutch, and then yes. those purple potatoes, which I see often now. But what, you know, going back to what you say about the color on your plates, too, for kids. Um, 
Yes. Talking, and, and you have red potatoes. And too. that's what's been sparking the trend is the colors. But really the ease of use of all these different varieties of baby potatoes. Mm-hmm. One thing's for sure, on when you buy baby potatoes, you know you can buy russets, which are really popular. They take a long time to cook. Um, you have to skin them because the skin is too thick. Okay. Actually, the, the skin is edible. I don't know if you've been to like a oh, like chilies a potato or skins. potato skins. Right. They're totally edible, but most people, when you're if you're making mashed potatoes, you, you want to remove the skin and whatnot. But it's completely edible and, and it offers a lot of nutrition. Okay, mm-hmm. let's get back to the sweet potato. Um, excuse me, baby potatoes. Now you're gonna find baby potatoes that are golden color, red in color, purple in color. They're baby in size, about the size of a golf ball. You do not have to skin them, and it takes like a sixth of the time to cook with them. Exactly. Yeah. And they're not as starchy. They don't have as many carbohydrates. They may be sweet, but you don't have to add a lot of butter to them as most people do when they have recipe potatoes. Mm -hmm. And uh, they make them delicious barbecue fries. You just throw them on. You market them to your kids as fries. (laughs) You don't have to cut them into the shape of a French fry. Throw them on and say, I made barbecue fries. And (laughs) one of our, our, actually, our signature items at Melissa's and what we're most known for are our Dutch yellow potatoes and the red skin ones called ruby gold potatoes that you will always find in Mother's Market's produce departments year-round. Tell me how they get, uh, how does the purple color happen? Purple, like uh, I explained with asparagus, it is a natural color. It is. It's not uh, some mad scientist <laughs> who <laughs> injected purple color Colored dye. dye or anything. Yeah. Potatoes come in many colors, sizes, and shapes. Globally, there's over 500 different varieties of potatoes. I didn't know that. Globally. Whoa. Yes. If you go to Peru, Peru is really known for their potatoes. They have like 250 or 300 different varieties. My goodness. The, the Peru is known as the, the country of the potato. Like and Idaho. Silver, us. long. There's many. Na- these are natural colors. Yes, they're purple on the outside. And when you cook with them, they're bright purple on the inside. Yeah. What a great way to get your kids to eat Absolutely. different fruits and vegetables just because of the color. Just because Try of the it color. at home with your kids. <laughs> and there's recipes. Uh, and then I'm looking at red kidney beans. We talked about the black eyed peas, but let's talk about the red kidney beans. We're we're talking about a lot of, uh, these are uh, protein plant-based, which I know we'll be talking about in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, We uh, like our convenience items that I talked about earlier, like the steamed beets, um, the steamed black eyed peas. um, We also do a steamed um, red kidney beans. Now it's a plant-based, it's very much used in plant-based and it's also a protein. It's in the legume family, which most people consider a vegetable. Mm-hmm. And again, um, you know, typically you only find kidney beans two ways. In a can, I was going to say, ooh. Or that. dried. Yeah. And the canned, yeah, the, the flavor, because of the preservative and the sodium they add, it doesn't taste much more like a bean, but a lot of people like to soak beans, but it's a timely process where you soak them overnight or you boil them for hours and then let them cool. This is a package you can just, it's cryovac'd. You can just um, take it right out of the package. Now, to find these steamed items like the steamed red kidney beans, it is in the refrigerated section. It does have a shelf life, typically about up to three months. Mm-hmm. It's not a canned item. It doesn't last forever. It doesn't have heavy preservative or any preservative in it. And it's um, one of those products that, you know, if you're coming home uh, at night and it's really late and you want to prepare something 
for your uh, family, these steamed items are easy and ready to go. That's probably one of my favorite things that you said because, you know, as a working mom, I want to come home and look like a rock star and that I've been slaving all day in the kitchen. And so you've completely helped my cause here. Um, you also, I, there's a bag that accidentally opened and you couldn't help but notice it's the garlic, <laughs> but it smells great, but let's talk a little bit. It's California grown. Uh, and what can you tell me about? Okay. Well, um, you can find this both conventionally and organic. Um, the peeled garlic, uh, for those who are garlic lovers, um, one of the things about using fresh garlic, it is so inconvenient. And, you know, if you go to our website, well, you'll find an easy way to how to peel garlic. Oh. And it does take a little bit of time mm -hmm. to peel it um, out, of, out of its uh, shavings, its husk. And then, of course, you also have the option of finding it in the jar. In the jar, it has heavy preservative. It has olive oil. Mm. You know, a lot of recipes call for just fresh garlic. Well, there's the peeled garlic. It's peeled and ready to go. When you open up the package, you'll find it's in a, like a, a plastic package. When you open up the package, of course, you're going to smell the garlic. But in each, instead of opening up to, um, to you know, seven cloves of garlic instead there's they're going to each individually individually be packaged peeled so if it asks for one garlic then you then you actually unpeel the one package oh, the packet so i see what you're saying because yeah once you open up the package it's exposed to air it oxidizes and loses its good smell mm -hmm. um that you need for the flavor in the recipe so that's the convenience thing is you save the consumer about 10, 15 minutes to get off all the little shavings and whatnot. California is known for their garlic. Melissa's garlic, garlic Festival, is yeah. only out of California. Yes, you, you notice one of the biggest festivals in celebration of the garlic where you can have garlic ice cream and garlic oh cotton gosh. candy and everything else. <laughs> we love garlic. We don't like the smell of it. Not necessarily. Um, but there's nothing a breath mint can't help exactly after you enjoy your italian or garlicky mm. uh, meal there but again the, you know I, I keep on talking about the convenience i love and that the american consumer mm -hmm. loves the convenience right and you really literally just pulled out one of the, the little packets in there and it's all ready to go yes wow this has been fascinating um you have cookbooks too and i know we're gonna wrap but uh it's everyday cooking with organic produce and uh, that's amazing. You're, I love that you have the pictures of the finished product on there, too. So, wow, enjoyable and really uh, great advice. And so we appreciate your knowledge, and we look forward to having you on again, Robert. In the meantime, you can get more information on Robert, and the website is melissas.com. And we look forward to your next visit. Thank you. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.